listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. So we have a little announcement to make. Yes. Uh, we started our Girl Next Door book club, our virtual mm-hmm. book club for right. all the girls and guys that want to read along with us. Um, and we did Delancey and Wild. Mm-hmm. It was Go really ahead and, fun. Yeah. Listen back to that if you missed it or if you've just recently caught up with the books. Um, but we liked it so much that we've decided to make it a quarterly thing. Mm-hmm. So our next very special book club, club episode will air October 15th. So for our fall selections, we wanted to keep it classic and cozy mm-hmm. and just a tiny bit creepy. <laughs> so, not too much, though. Not too much. <laughs> we had a hard time. I think I like creepier Strike, than Kelsey does. Striking the right balance. Yes, yeah. So we're just a little bit creepy. That's right. So we'll be reading Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which has been on my list for quite a, quite a while, I know. And then we're going to take on a Sherlock Holmes novel. Yeah. A Study in Scarlet, which I've never read, but I love the idea of so mm-hmm. i'm very excited to curl up with some tea and yeah read some sherlock holmes me too so if you would like to um join in this gives you plenty of time to curl up with those two books as well so fall is coming yes and even though it's not quite as exciting as the beginning of fall we not, are not pretty st- no <laughs> but we are pretty stoked to celebrate back to school because yes. that means fall is definitely around the corner it's gotta be right it's gotta be please <laughs> Um, so let's raise a glass to newly sharpened pencils and back to school with this cocktail you made us. What did you have? What do you have for us? Here okay. Tonight? Well, at first I was thinking, since we were talking about back to school, I was wondering if I should do an apple inspired. Oh, that would be cute. <laughs> that would be cute. But I know, I know that you're so over apples. <laughs> I do enjoy apple flavored okay. things. Just not an ornament Just or a tchotchke. Apple uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, well, since we're getting to the close to the end of summer, this is something that I had um, kind of been wanting to make. I kind of made up this recipe, but um, anyway, it's a frozen melon mojito. Mm-hmm. I made it with cantaloupe, and I just remember seeing, you know, some kind of melon frozen slushy. I think on Pinterest, yeah. and it's kind of just been on my mind this really summer. Pretty. And so what I did, I, um, and I've also been obsessed with cantaloupes lately. Like this I, is the new obsession <laughs> with really this, this pregnancy. It's cantaloupe. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just cantaloupe season. They're uh-huh. so good right uh-huh. now. I really could eat a whole one. Like <laughs> no problem. I wonder what that would do to you. No problem. I feel like it might give you an issue. <laughs> I won't try it, (laughs) but I think that I could. Um, So I froze some chunks of cantaloupe last night, um, probably about a quarter of a cantaloupe. Okay. Anyway, um, threw those in a blender. Then I made some mint simple simple syrup. Mm -hmm. So that's the half, one part sugar, one part water. And I threw some chopped up fresh mint leaves in there. Okay. So then I added the mint simple syrup to the frozen pineapple chunks and a little extra water to give it um, blended up. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was it. Um, so that's all for mine. I added about a shot of uh, rum to yours. Thank you. Appreciated. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, that's it. All right. Well, all right. cheers. Cheers. It's so good. Oh, that's good. So you don't think the mint is too strong? No, I, was... I really love it. But I'm a big mint fan. I like it. Like, I love it. I love the mint. I was just, um, you know, I was just eyeballing it. And I was like, oh little bit extra mint so mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I went too much but no I really like it and I 
I have a hard time getting my mojitos minty enough when I just oh. muddle fresh mint. Oh, yeah. So I feel like this must have cooked it down and it's a little yeah. stronger mint Maybe flavor. Maybe some mint simple syrup is kind of the way to go. And I feel like you need to make some of this at Christmas time for some sort of Ooh. peppermint patty Ooh, yeah. Something situation. Going on. Uh-huh. All right. Making a note of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So while we sip on these frosty beverages, neither of us are in school or even currently teaching anymore, but... We both get excited about back to school mm-hmm. season, I mm-hmm. think. So why is back to school season still so appealing even I when know. you're not in school? I know. Like <laughs> there is something about the smell of like fresh box of crayons yeah. or there is something about it. I think it's a common experience that we can all relate to as yeah. part of it. So it's just like mm-hmm. nostalgic. Mm-hmm. But then for me, you know, I've only very recently not had back to school or yeah. the academic calendar right. as like a part of my life, mm-hmm. you know, so either as a student or a teacher. So it's just very much a part of who I am. I feel like it's always like another reset button, like January and back to school time Mm -hmm. is like my new year's Mm -hmm. sort of. So I think that um, it just feels like a fresh start and time to like, I don't know. I always feel like it's time to get serious and organized and learn something new and like set some new goals, Mm -hmm. especially going into the holiday season and everything like be a little more intentional about things. So I don't know. It's just kind of inspiring that way where even if you're not in school, Mm -hmm. it's a good time to just, I don't know. Yeah. Appreciate the chance to like reset a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I guess I'm still a little bit connected to the academic calendar, um, just because of Chris, Mm -hmm. um, being a professor. So he's just gone back to school and then working at a university, my job isn't really affected by the school calendar, but suddenly there are lots of students on campus. I was was wondering that how affected your particular position was. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing directly with my position, but it's just, yeah, more the atmosphere Mm -hmm. on campus, but I've just kind of noticed, I think it might've just been last year where I noticed, you know, going into, August, I just felt, oh, we still have so much longer of the heat. And then I did just feel this energy around the end of August with back to school Mm -hmm. and then into September that it does just feel Mm -hmm. like this other chance to kind of reset. Yeah. And and so I really am looking at it that way. That's not just January is kind of your yearly goals, but Mm -hmm. then you do have this nice kind of reinvigorating time in September to kind of, yeah. And you've been kind of maybe like, on vacation or a little bit like me I've been a little right. lazy over the summer mm-hmm. or whatever so it's just kind of a nice like okay back on track kind yeah. of a, kind yeah of season. I like it and you know I've been um the month of August I decided to take off of blogging mm-hmm. which was a great decision I have really the mm-hmm. break has been really great mm-hmm. and I actually have not been reading any blogs too I didn't really intend yeah. to do that I just kind of didn't for a couple of days and it was just kind of Oh, that was nice. So yeah, I decided to pace. keep it up. So yeah, it's kind of felt like a little a little vacation mm-hmm. for me, even though I'm still working. Mm-hmm. And so it does feel, but I do feel that energy, like I'm ready to kind of get back to yeah. it in September. Yeah, like so start brainstorming mm-hmm. and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so that's, so that's been kind of good. Um, I think that here... Even though it's still so hot, you start to see that other parts of the country are starting to get these yeah. hints of fall. <laughs> we live <laughs> vicariously through you, totally, Maine. <laughs> totally. Um, and I mean, you probably get this a lot too, since you grew up where there was an actual fall. Mm-hmm. I just spent two years um, in Connecticut where there was a real oh, fall. Yeah. And so I 
even though that was just two years, like this tiny yeah. slice of my life, right. it's just imprinted on me. And right. I just almost remember the smells or we'll get just like the tiniest hint of, I can't even call it coolish, but just the not hot right. weather in right. the mornings here. A and break it's just in like, the heat. Oh, mm-hmm. I just remember that. So oh, yeah, I totally just pretend yeah. and just make my house feel like fall. Exactly. Because there is just something about it for mm-hmm. sure. And I think the further east you go, the more tied that actually is to back to school season. Right. Plus, like out here, we go back to school a lot earlier, like mm-hmm. a month earlier. I feel like everything east of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. unless you're in like some sort of modified year round mm-hmm. situation, is um like after Labor Day. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely more fall there by then. Um. Okay. So, what about when you were teaching? What did you like? What was it like for back to school as a teacher versus as a kid? Was yeah. it stressful? A lot of work. Or was it, it was ex- a lot of or work. was it exciting? Um, yeah, it was always a lot of work, but it was really nice to have. Teaching is very much like there is no done during the school year. I mean, yes, yeah. the bell rings, but there's always something you could be preparing for the next day. There's always right. something you could be grading mm-hmm. or a meeting or something. So there is really no done mm-hmm. until that it's done with that class. Right. So that that was always really important to have that closure. But then it was nice to have a fresh start to know gotcha. you'd have new kids. And, um, you know, there are certain things like throughout the school year that you're like, that is not working for me over there, that center uh-huh, or whatever uh-huh. it was. But you just don't have the bandwidth to like right. change it, you know, with gotcha. a couple months left of school or whatever. Yeah. So you're like, you just make it work. And then all of those things, like I used to just always keep a list of what oh. I wanted to change for mm-hmm. the next school year because some things just weren't worth disrupting the kids routine for but you knew you could do it better so Mm -hmm. that was always something I looked forward to shopping at the teacher store getting like all new bulletin board supplies and all that kind of thing I mean we put a lot of our own money into it but it is also really satisfying to like put up new bulletin boards and just have a fresh cute room and And then it's your environment that you're spending your 50 plus hours a weekend exactly So. (laughs) so it was nice to like make it cute and reorganize, you know, like by the end of the year, your desk drawer is just Mm -hmm. like a pit of despair. (laughs) So you're like, okay, let's get these melted now and later is out of there. (laughs) Exactly. All that Halloween Halloween candy. candy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That is nice because that definitely happens. You know, there's never that definitive break like at my job. Mm -hmm. You just kind of have to, oh, maybe you sort of have a slow day here or there Mm -hmm. and whether or not you actually take the time and energy, but it would be so nice if everything just shut down for I mean even just a couple days and Mm -hmm. it was like just organize your workspace for a couple days and make it look nice that's why it drives teachers nuts to and depending on the principal like some principals will give you lots of room and time to work in your in your classroom like like, when you come back when you're officially back and on the clock I see and that's nice Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're in these meetings and you're like oh I have a room to set up for kids that are coming like tomorrow night for meet the teacher and so Mm -hmm. a good principal always gives you some you know as much time as possible in your room and then we can catch up on all the other stuff later you know so let's get our priorities straight exactly um I I mean I've never gotten a classroom ready, but just kind of like thinking back to my days of, you know, being in school and like getting all my school supplies Mm -hmm. set and stuff. I was just, I was thinking about this and I remember how satisfying it was when you would get your um, syllabus or your instructions for your new year about some teachers were very specific about like how to organize your binder. Yeah. Like for fifth grade, you know, like you will have a tab for each thing. And I just remember, and there would even be, 
you know, the first or second week of school, like it was a grade on right. how your binder was organized. Yes, totally. <laughs> I was totally. just thinking how and much like, I'm totally getting an A on <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> I was just thinking how much I wish I could have some sort of like discrete objectionable like not objective project yes. like that now that's just organization right. based and like very concrete like I just get my hands on it and I can exactly. do it and finish it and I check would just it out. like organize these papers yes and then I will have accomplished something <laughs> I just still remember how satisfying that was totally <laughs> um so what about do you have any funny stories about the first day of school I couldn't think of any uh, for for me, but you had so many probably yeah. just memorable f- first days I mean, as it a was teacher. kindergarten was just like a oh blur for the most part. The yeah. first days there was crying and oh, there was yes. pants wetting and there was things all the time. So yeah. I would just come home like a pile. I can't even really <laughs> yeah. remember. I do remember, uh, and I think it was probably my second year teaching and we were, this story's in the book actually, and I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but one of my favorite little guys, Omar, mm-hmm. was... Um, he was just such a cute little character. He had this raspy little voice mm-hmm. and this, you know, long, cur- like his hair was like long and curly in the back and just <laughs> uh-huh. these dimples and he was uh-huh. adorable. And I was, it was the first day of school and I would spend the first couple of days just like, especially with kindergarten, like teaching routines and procedures right, right. and we're just practicing how to line up and yeah. we're, you know, so I was going over the expectations and stuff and telling them, um, you know, what my, kind of cue might be my reminder without Uh, even saying a word so that they would know if they needed to fix something. Mm -hmm. So I was saying how, um, you know, do, are there times when a grown up tells a kid to do something Mm -hmm. and they're all, you know, they're just so obedient at that point in the year, like, yes. (laughs) And so just shaking their heads. Uh And so I'm like, are there times when the kid forgets to do it or makes a bad choice Mm -hmm. and they're all shaking their heads. And then I said, well, sometimes I want you to be able to fix it without making a big deal. So sometimes I might look at you like this with Mm -hmm. my eyebrows up Uh and my eyes big and no smile. Uh So, you know, I mean business, but that (laughs) does not mean you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. It means to stop it and fix it. Mm -hmm. And his hand shot up in the back of the room and he was like intense. Like he had to tell me something. He's like, I said, yes, Omar. And he said, my mom got stop it eyes just like that. (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. He knows exactly what to do. He was just like so excited that he knew exactly what that look meant. I'm like, yes, every parent should have stop it eyes. That's awesome. And then I thought of another, um, I, I couldn't choose between these two because I loved Omar. But uh, we also, I, with my third graders and second grade, but third grade I had these me bags that I gave mm-hmm. them at Meet the Teacher Night and they would take it home and then the next morning for the first day of school bring like five little things that fit inside the bag, like just a paper lunch sack or mm-hmm. whatever that, um, you know, described them. And okay. we'd sit around in a circle and, and we'd maybe only share like five a day and right. it would be like a way to end right the first week of school. Uh-huh. And so this one character this year, I just had quite the little group of brainiacs. Mm-hmm. Like they were just, I don't even know how to describe them. Just quirky little kids, mm-hmm. like so much fun. And so I had this one guy and he goes through his whole bag and most kids brought something like a postcard from their vacation yeah. and a family photo or whatever. So he gets through his couple little things and then he's like struggling to get this <laughs> thing that barely fits in the bag out. And I'm like, what is that? And he goes, and this is a motherboard from a computer I've recently (laughs) taken apart. I like to take things apart to see how they work. And I was just like, I know this is going to be a good year. Like this kid is ready to learn. That's awesome. Yeah. There was always something. Just a motherboard. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) So funny. 
Oh, I love it. So what about, I definitely remember um, just putting so much thought into that outfit for yes. the first day of school. Like yes. I almost still have a little bit of anxiety <laughs> when I like just think about it because I never knew what to wear. I mean, a lot of times I still don't know what the heck to wear. I feel like I have a little bit better grasp on Did my... you ever wear that horse t-shirt to the first day of school? I, I don't think to the first day of school. But you, I, you waited to bust I that d- out till later. I definitely wore it on picture day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think we were talking about that at book club. It's definitely documented. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, (laughs) but um, yeah, so I was just wondering, do you remember like picking out your first day outfits and like anything that you remember wearing? Yeah, I do just remember being so like my aunt would always take us shopping for a new, like that was her thing to take us for a new Uh outfit that was not necessarily anything practical, right? Just like something cute that we wanted. Um, And my parents would get the more practical couple items or whatever. And so I just remember feeling like so cool at whatever little like (laughs) suede booties or whatever I bought. And then I'm like, it's still, you know, September is starting to feel more like fall, but it's still usually pretty warm. warm. And in in Wisconsin, like, the schools are not necessarily air conditioned, you know. Oh my gosh! Because they're old buildings, and you don't—it's—it's uh, it's a that travesty to barbaric. me. It does actually <laughs> sound. I told people when I moved here, like I actually was more comfortable starting school as a teacher here than I ever was back in Wisconsin because wow. my school wasn't <gasps> air conditioned. Oh my gosh! And we think summer's over, and we're like, "Ooh, fall back to right. school." Mm-mm. No, we still get a few ninety degree days in there. Yikes. So I would get like you know a corduroy skirt and like oh, cable knit. You know, tights oh, and these God. boots, and just be like so hot every time. <laughs> but then, as a teacher, something I loved was that they always just had the schools that I've taught at have always just had us wear our school t-shirt or polo oh. shirt on the first day of school, like our staff shirts. That is nice, which is really nice because there's a lot of sweating involved, right? Wrangling of children, and so yeah. and plus they can tell like who's a teacher, who to go to for right. help or whatever. Right. So. Oh, that is nice. So I didn't have to think about that too I hard. Gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> that was always I just remember such a frustration too for me in Texas because we did go back to school earlier in August, mm-hmm. similar to like here in Arizona, and the stores would have out their fall clothes. Mm-hmm. So it's like they didn't even have shorts out anymore. Yeah. And so you couldn't even buy like a new pair of shorts, which you really need to be wearing for the next like two right. months. Right. And so it would always be just so frustrating, like being able to find clothes that actually you'd be comfortable in that would be practical mm-hmm. versus what mm-hmm. the, the store says it's fall. Right. So we're wearing sweaters. <laughs> exactly. <and> everything. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I, I actually, I think it might be, be like deep somewhere in the archives of my blog I feel like I have a photo of my sister and I on the first day of school so apologies to my sister I'll see if I, I'll see if I can dig that up I can't I can't remember what I'm wearing I'm sure it's very embarrassing like tall socks and oh yeah I definitely had some or, tall socks at some oh point. man mm-hmm. <laughs> good times definitely um okay so I was just at uh Target for something not even related to school supplies, but I could not resist like just the school supply section. Just oh yeah. was like, like the a seasonal beacon. section. Just suddenly uh-huh. I, you know, I, I was like, I'm not going to buy anything, but just strolling down the aisles <laughs> and looking at it was just so satisfying. Sniffing, sniffing the yes. 
just oh just yeah thinking about like a new pack of markers yes. or something yes so do you remember your favorite school supplies oh and yeah what you would love and then to i get? just like kept having like it never went away for right. me because i was <laughs> elementary teacher so i got like oh, real yeah. particular oh, but i was always so okay so did you ever feel like um school supplies were a bit of a status symbol oh like they probably were and I probably just wasn't in the know and so I was like not of status (laughs) (laughs) no like a little bit like okay so we had four kids and not a ton of money so Mm -hmm. we always got like the generic version of whatever and I would be so jealous of like the full-on Crayola box and like the you know what I mean so it's like oh so maybe it was only a status symbol if you didn't have it (laughs) and then you assumed those kids were really cool (laughs) but so like I remember distinctly getting so mad at my mom one year because she had bought I think she had bought me like crayons towards the end of the year because I was out right and then she and I brought all my stuff home right. and then she was just like you well, just use crayons. those same crayons and I'm like I can't go like I was mortified oh. like I cannot go to school with the same box of crayons <laughs> stubby crayons yeah. it was ridiculous so but like rose art crayons do you know these oh yeah they don't work. <laughs> It's like an issue and they don't, the colors don't match. So I used to even tell my Uh parents of kindergartners, like they, they, we work on colors and the colors truly are not like, like they take the purple and it comes out like gray and they're confused. (laughs) It's such a bad quality crayon. So go with Crayola always. It's worth the extra, you know, 17 cents or whatever it might be on, on school supply Uh sales. But yeah, I was, I was always a little bit jealous and i remember having some angst about my school supplies supplies. but i do love i loved new notebooks more than anything else like and then i remember thinking it was really cool when i had to get the college ruled ones and not wide ruled anymore i was like i'm grown up and i know cursive and i have i can write small that's right i'm in college don't worry about it so yeah i do remember that distinctly oh man so satisfying okay well I was thinking about this. I definitely, like I mentioned, the binder. Yeah. Like getting the new binder. Yeah. And then every year it was, you know, what's the binder with like the most contraptions? Like yeah. the most pockets. <laughs> it has like Velcro. Maybe it has the elastic band mm-hmm. that you keep around mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, in elementary school even, maybe even up through middle school, you just had the one binder for everything. Yes. So it was like. It was big to just like yeah. break it into subjects exactly. or whatever. And I'm just. I'm so indecisive in just every decision. So it would just be like, this binder is going to define this entire <laughs> school year. I know. Is it a red school year? Is it a blue school year? Is Do there I a unicorn on my school I year? Know. I don't know. <laughs> so definitely the binder. I remember putting a lot of thought into that. And just like I said, just feel it. It was just like so satisfying to put the dividers in yes. there and like yes. the little zipper pencil pouch. <laughs> like, I am prepared. I kind of want to make a binder right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Then you, I'm sure you'll remember this because you're also a child um, of the eighties, but Lisa Frank. Oh yeah. Psychics. See, I didn't get those either. <laughs> I didn't get those either. My well, mom's this, like, those well, are impractical. These other ones are 10 cents each. This is what's funny is like, okay, it's like so psychedelic and weird. What's the off brand of that? Like, I right. don't think it can get no, any weirder. No, it's just, just you, get, plain you get, like, the plain 10-cent color ones with the prongs in the middle. That's what you get. Uh, 
so yeah i'm just even remembering like it, it was so weird there's like a psychedelic like dalmatian mm-hmm. with like starburst mm-hmm. in the background I don't o't oh, i know. have like total memories of crying for like oh. the other folders and i was being a brat my mom's like no i have four kids to buy school supplies right. for like you're this getting one holds paper is yes. just like the psychedelic and dalmatian. sometimes even teachers would specify like the brackets we need a we need the brackets for something or we need like a blue green yellow because right. they would divide it up right. and i did that as a teacher but right. i remember like like can i just have one for home for my homework <laughs> she's like erica no <laughs> so throwing large bits that's in the so school funny. supply aisle that's so funny um okay and then the other thing that i remember which you uh mentioned but just when it got to the big box of crayola you were one of those i was one of those <laughs> you lucky duck when it was like i mean maybe in kindergarten you just have kind of the smaller boxes so i don't know when it got to be maybe it was like third yeah. grade or something but it was the one with like the multiple little packets the and then tears. the in sh- the sharpener in the back <laughs> yeah like why was that such a like i don't know why was that so amazing it's like you've really made it if you have the yeah, crayola you've the made sharpener. it in life like i coveted that <laughs> that particular cram box i think sometimes there was like the glitter colors there was there. i mean the neon ones oh in a while. man i just like i'm just thinking about i think i feel like maybe third grade is sort of feels like maybe the time when that was the grade when coloring things was still an assignment that you did and maybe after that it's yeah. sort of like coloring things was not so much right right i just a like still i think and i think i was old enough almost to almost to realize how awesome that was you know it's like i <laughs> just get really, to color yeah, this this is really i'm gonna take this coloring <laughs> yeah. real serious and this is awesome like yeah you were you were so good with the mm-hmm. crayons and i remember it was a thing um uh, i gotta have a shout out to my good friend laura i think you'll remember this we were in the same third grade class and i remember it became like the style among all the girls in our class where you would do a really dark outline yes. but then lightly color inside so satisfying i know what is it and it's like a universal third grade girl thing because really? when that i taught third develops. grade like nobody teaches them that they just start so doing that weird. around that age it's so funny that and is... it's probably because everybody remembers doing it as a kid and then like teaches their kid like i don't know look how cool it is when you do it like i don't that. know that's so funny Yep, it is a universal thing. <laughs> Man, I really want to make a binder and color something I know, now, I like know. really bad. Coloring is very therapeutic, actually. I used yeah. to do it in college. I know. Um, Dash is not, I mean, he has some crayons, but, you know, his skills his are crayons not are also edible not too in his sophisticated mind. Yeah. yet. But I am pretty excited for when he'll like totally. sit down and be focused and I can sort of be coloring my yeah, own thing at absolutely. the same time. Okay, so now that we, uh, I assume, have more sophisticated <laughs> I don't tastes. know. I taught elementary school. I don't know. <laughs> if I'm more sophisticated <laughs> more sophisticated tastes um what are some of your favorite office like school office supplies lately what what will yeah, I find I mean I'm just desk? I'm still obsessed with like the kid office supplies so like uh-huh. I have Elmer's glue on my desk yeah. at home right <laughs> do now do you glue stuff or no. it's just like just nope. you just like to have it I think I needed it one time for like some sort of Christmas project that I was making and so I'm like ooh, I'm keeping this gotcha. Um, but yeah, I still have like, I, ha- I buy myself the big box of crayons now <laughs> like, and I, I even had like teacher crayons in, I was like, Ooh. no, this is my box. Cause sometimes oh, you're like demonstrating right. something or whatever. Oh. So those did not go in with like, I you see. don't touch those stay I on see. my desk. <laughs> These are Mrs. Lash the crayons. Yeah. <laughs> I spoiled myself. 
But then I love post-it notes, which is kind of a oh. holdover from teaching. We used okay. them for everything. And so I, d- I definitely don't use them as often anymore. Uh-huh. So I kind of hoard them like, because I don't really one, need put them. Put on Jeremiah's yeah, computer. Like, love ya. <laughs> but So I did do... Wait, um, what kind of... There's so many styles of post-its. So is it just the traditional? Is it traditional. like... Traditional. Is it like different I like the shapes? three by three. Okay. Yeah. Just don't give the me the standard. fancy business. Three okay. by three, but it has to be post-it. Oh, okay. Not the off-brand. Or they don't stick. Oh, they're crap. Yeah, it does. Seem I have like, very strong feelings. It does seem like office supplies are a place where, mm-hmm. like, the the real brand. It really, makes a difference. really does. So I actually just recently used my Post-it note stash that's way out of control mm-hmm. for someone who never uses them really anymore mm-hmm. to create a draft board for our fantasy football draft with oh, other teachers. So we nice. did a teacher I saw style. That <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. very nice. <laughs> yep. So I still use them for that kind of very thing. Very good. <laughs> and I love. I love pens. I think I've talked about my mm-hmm. favorite Sharpie pens yes. on the show. Mm-hmm. And no, still with no- notebooks. And then do you know of the Paper Pro stapler? I don't think so. I mean, this is a stapler you can just press with like <gasps> one finger in it. You know how staplers kind of hurt your hand? Yes, Back in the they day, can. they were like really yes. heavy. This is like, it's like power assisted somehow, but oh. it's not like a plug-in. I think I've used one of those before <sighs> where, yeah, there's something like... I don't have anything to staple anymore, <laughs> but they're really exciting. You could have stapled my little I know, I almost for me. did. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. She might want to switch. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I've got uh, a few too. I definitely love my office supplies and get pretty particular about them. So uh, my favorite my favorite pins, we talked about this before. We differ a little bit because I like mm-hmm. the I like the fine point. Mm-hmm. I think they're I, scratchy. I am waving a pin around, and this is not one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm just using this for gesturing <laughs> effect. <laughs> this is just I just found to this demonstrate the word pen. <laughs> yes, I just found this in our drawer. Okay, but so my favorite are I I think I mentioned it before, but Zebra brand. Oh, I don't even know how I discovered it. I think it was just a fluke. You know, I picked one up. Um, but they have like a stainless steel barrel so kind of heavy oh, has like a nice, nice weight, weight to it mm-hmm. in your hand and then i like i do like the fine tip it's just a you know roller roller ball pin so it's a roller it's not a felt tip fine that's right okay that's right um anyway so i love those and there have been a few different even models like oh. i'm very specific <laughs> about there's like different uh-huh. models they discontinued my favorite one oh, i think curses. it was like a little bit thicker and then it had um the little pad kind of yes. like a little rubber pad that was like just just the perfect mm-hmm. amount of give mm-hmm. anyway it was really beautiful and <laughs> it was a thing those, of beauty and yeah these are pens too that i buy like they're not terribly expensive but i buy refills for them because i just oh. like want to keep using the same ones all right anyway okay so that one then another one I don't, re- I don't remember how to describe this, but you know, some of them, some pens kind of have like the wet ink. Yes. What do you call that? I think that's a felt tip, technically. Mm, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, felt tips are wetter. Yeah, but it's still a roller ball, but it like comes oh. out and the ink is kind of still wet. Okay, I get I get what you're saying. Okay. I'm I, with you. I don't know what it's called, I know but I get what you're saying. a technical term. I hope you're still with us too, listeners. So it's not a ballpoint, because ballpoint... Is it or is it just? I feel like there is. Is it a gel? No. (laughs) Gel pens is a whole other topic. We're going to have to look this up and I'll link to it. But anyway, it's a pilot. It's like the kind where you can see like the liquid ink in the window in the side. Anyway, um, so I use those at work and they are the extra fine, which I bet scares you. It's extra scratchy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it is not. It's 
like the smooth, like, but I think it's the way I write because I write at kind of a slant. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that with a really fine one, it scratches. (laughs) It's like nails. It's like nails on a chalkboard. To oh, me. Okay, I do not have that issue. It's like it's wet, so it like comes out all nice and smooth. Yeah, and like, I don't know. The line. I'd is be so willing nice to try fine. it. All right. I would know instantly. I'd be like, ew, scratchy. <laughs> Get away from me. Your paper would like tear. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some very specific pin requirements. Yes. yes. Okay, so then um, my next thing that I kind of like, I like um, using old like little altoid tins or like mm-hmm. little candy and stuff and i put like paper clips yeah. or just other things like that yeah. it just kind of is nicer to look into my desk drawer yes. and not see one of those plastic dividers but just have these nice little yeah. boxes that hold things so do you know what i have for paper clips on my desk that i'm really enjoying what? is a little egg cup like oh. for soft boiled eggs you know oh, which i never eat soft boiled eggs i just right. think the egg cups are cute yeah so it's a little turquoise one and i put my like large yeah. paper clips in there so they're easy to that's grab that's really cute yes cute. i love i love using stuff like that for office supplies because so many office supply organizers are just yeah. so icky like something you'd have in your dorm room in college like yeah. nothing classy looking yeah mm-hmm. it, so yeah i think like looking in other places yeah like the kitchen right like the right. anthropology dishes yes things yes. like that i know i <laughs> love it like love it (laughs) um okay my last one this is not quite an office supply but i really love my lunchbox (laughs) you do your lunchbox appears on instagram quite often (laughs) i love it it's It's uh, very cute it's the built brand and it's kind of like this neoprene like it kind of feels like uh wetsuit Mm -hmm. material Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's kind of stretchy um anyway so i take that to work every day yeah makes me happy carries my lunch Keeps it cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Good so deal. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. I had one last question. So thinking about back to school got me thinking about my favorite years of school when okay. I was growing up. Do you have any particular grades um, that really stand out mm. for you that were just like your best? I have a hard time with this because I had some really great teachers. And like now looking at it from the teacher's perspective, too, I can see why certain years Mm. were good, even though they might not have been my favorite at the time. Uh So I have a hard time. I do know that I had one of the best, like most quintessential kindergarten teachers. Like she was a single older lady. Mm -hmm. Like she never got married, Mm -hmm. lived with her mom. And Mm -hmm. she was just kind of odd, Mm -hmm. but in like the best ways. Like she just had these puppets and was so into like her job just uh-huh. really really amazing and back then too it was like you know these kindergarten she had this like huge room because there was like a big house set up that was really it was like a clubhouse like it oh, wasn't just wow. a little kitchen area in the corner yeah. like it was like a whole house Whoa. and these huge like life-size bricks that you could build things with and I just remember her class was like it sounds magical. amazing <laughs> yeah it felt like magical and then she would do things like we had um like this Hawaiian unit that we did Uh because she really loved Hawaii and Uh went regularly. And so we like had plane tickets and we had an airplane. I mean, we went through the whole day as if we were on a trip to Hawaii. It was just elaborate. So she was just super creative and Mm -hmm. funny and just Mm -hmm. a funky, like had a hard time probably relating to adults, but was Mm -hmm. amazing with five-year-olds, you know? So I just always remember her. Uh Um, And then I just feel like that second to third grade age Mm -hmm. was like when things are just like that, really magical childhood age mm-hmm. where things everything seems possible but you're old enough to like you know you're you can kind of you can remember that it. you can do stuff yeah and, yeah and, and like get really creative like uh-huh. I always wanted to like sell something like yeah. I was making bookmarks to right. sell or weird you know what I mean and I just remember like 
books really coming alive then like that's Uh when I really was just like enthralled with books and getting stacks and stacks of the babysitters Mm -hmm. club books Uh at the library and so I just remember like those years being Mm -hmm. really kind of a cool Mm -hmm. cool age in school and then when I taught those grades I just it just did take me right back to that like oh like fairy books and Uh you know what I mean just all kinds of Mm -hmm. fun and the coloring thing and just seeing kind of how that is so oh yeah how about you um third grade actually for me does stand out um uh laura will remember this too we had a great teacher mrs flashower that just sounds like a great teacher name i know she was i mean she wasn't german i think maybe her parents were german i remember that she taught us some christmas songs Mm -hmm. in german Mm -hmm. otanenbaum being Uh one of them classic (laughs) yes and, um, yeah, just, just kind of like you said, I, it kind of seems to be an age where I can kind of remember almost appreciating school yeah. a little bit or like mm-hmm. being able you to, you weren't too cool yet. Yeah. Being able to kind of enjoy it. And, and she was just really great. And then I had some good friends in my class. And so I just remember being fun. And then, uh, I remember fifth grade being really fun, just another like really fun group of kids and then it stands out there was always a spring track and field event Mm -hmm. and I remember that our class won the tug of war Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is huge right huge yeah um so I remember that and then um and then the last one uh was actually I remember just like one like component kind of of eighth grade I think you know Mm -hmm. middle school was such a big transition it was so different but then in eighth grade um you know you're in the final grade and Mm -hmm. so it's like okay you know it feels manageable I know what I'm doing here and everything you start to come into your own a little bit like out of the awkwardness right right um and I, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I was uh, talking with, um, I didn't mean to mention Laura, like all throughout the podcast, but <laughs> Laura, you I, have very good, fond school yeah, memories. With yeah. <laughs> we did go to school together all those years. Um, but I, I can't, I can't really remember how exactly this came about, but we somehow for a class got to be office aides. Oh, that's like, always the we best. We must have had yeah. enough credits or yeah. whatever. I look back on it now. I'm like, why was that okay for us to be like working for free <laughs> like, in the she office? She got her binder done first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and somehow we had it together. I don't know if there was some higher power in the office that mm. knew or whatnot. But anyway, so yeah, we just get to run notes to people mm-hmm. and like make copies and staple things. Mm-hmm. And it was really awesome. <laughs> so it just felt like so responsible and yeah it was just really fun so that's awesome um okay I think that brings us to things we're obsessed with lately okay what have you got for me this week I cannot choose one can I give you two yes okay because one is kind of general okay number one I'm obsessed with baskets Oh, I almost said similar I am very obsessed with baskets because I am you've inspired me with Mm -hmm. your yeah, with your I'm, minimalist ways. I, I'm obsessed with these little yes cloth ones. I don't know. They're like what would you call from that? Target? They're like cloth. They're like rope, ropey rope. almost. That's yeah, what I would say. So is that what you're liking? I or do just like those too. General? But I am just realizing. I did this when I was teaching too. So this kind of relates that the best way for me and for kids to stay organized was with some sort of basket systems mm-hmm. because you don't have to have everything like you know 
even little kids can throw mm-hmm. things in the appropriate basket with mm-hmm. like a picture of what goes there or right. something like that. So I just use them a lot in the classroom. And I just even would use like, um, you know, like the Sterilite or Rubbermaid like yeah. shoebox type size sure. and have all different things in there like right. on a shelf. And But at home, I'm realizing I really need to use them more. So I've got like, got them in my pantry now because I've organized oh, that. So like all the yeah. little things like rice packets and like mm-hmm. crackers and chips and things that just are like dried like sun-dried tomatoes things that just do not yeah. stand up on yes. their own are like in their designated baskets <gasps> now and I it feels it. so amazing so I'm like finding more places mm-hmm. to put baskets around the house and I did another huge closet so it's just it's basket season around awesome. our house and I need more it. of that I love it and then the other thing I'm obsessed with is the simply rain website which I don't I think I may have mentioned to you but not on the podcast so it's just it's a white noise app basically okay and I think there's a mobile version of it too but I just I think the one on um like the pc or Mm -hmm. whatever version is free so you just go to simplyrain.com I think Mm -hmm. it is we'll link to it but Mm -hmm. it's just rain and you but you can turn up the intensity of the storm (laughs) and the volume Uh so you can like so i'll even do it with music like turn the volume of the rain down and then play pandora so it's like rainy day in the coffee shop (laughs) like (laughs) so it's my new favorite thing while i'm writing because it blocked the rain part blocks out like mr lad working noise or other other noises and then yeah Oh, or it's to... really nice if you kind of don't, if you really need to focus and you don't want music to distract yeah. you, but it helps you just kind of zone in. Yeah. So it's my new favorite and thing. And I like it giving that ambiance. That is really funny about turning it on plus the music and just like, just like shutting the windows and yes. just pretending. <laughs> totally. <laughs> just pretending like I am in Seattle and <laughs> I am in a coffee shop. Don't That's you worry awesome. about it. I really like that. Um, I was going to say, just related to your baskets and whatnot, we recently kind of reorganized the pantry a little Mm -hmm. bit and baskets were a huge part of that Mm -hmm. because we found that too. And we, so the system that we came up with, and we have a teeny tiny pantry. I don't know, like, I've never seen a door so thin before. (laughs) It's a skinny guy. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, it's very frustrating. So to be very strategic. But so we have one basket that is baking related so mm-hmm. it's like baking soda cornstarch mm-hmm. kind of all that stuff chocolate chips which we always have in the house another one that's um like dried goods pasta beans lentils mm-hmm. blah 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 and then which we finally added was big was a snack one the snack one is that huge. was the one those things were just kind of yeah free range and then everywhere I found too that when they're in a basket i don't just grab them automatically uh-huh. because i don't see them as good mm-hmm. so like if i really if i know it's in there i have to mm-hmm. be more intentional about it mm-hmm. than just like ooh, i see right. pretzels that's and what i want it. yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah so that's definitely really helping us okay um my obsession it's kind of an uh, kind of almost related to your um rain one a little bit it's the AccuWeather app oh that is related <laughs> i'm listening to fake rain you're watching real i'm rain. watching the potential real rain okay so iphone weather was not cutting it for me no i hate iphone weather <laughs> it's the worst. i have the weather channel so tell me if AccuWeather. okay it's you pre- can convince me it's to switch pretty awesome it's, that good. it's pretty awesome it was free too so mm-hmm. um well this is the thing you know it's for the most part it's hot and sunny here so yeah. if there's any chance of oh, weather totally. or even clouds <laughs> i mean i am no- watching it like a hawk <laughs> i am watching it like that bakery that new bakery yes. down the street yes, you are. <laughs> and so yeah so the iPhone was just 
Oh my gosh. Inconsistent. Oh, totally. I need much more information than you are giving me. So anyway, got the AccuWeather. There is so much data to like scroll down through. Okay. So it gives you... Um, hour by hour mm-hmm. prediction. I do like of that. Temperature and precipitation yes. possibility. It has down at the bottom, it has a radar. So you can mm-hmm. see for yourself where Ooh, the I like rain the addition is. of the radar. Yeah, because usually that's something that's kind of missing. It's yeah. like 40%, but then, okay, where's the rain right. bob? Because there's probably <laughs> only a tiny bit of it somewhere exactly. in the valley, and I need to know where How it is. How excited should I be about right, this? Right. The other thing that I love about it is. It will have, it will, you know, if it's like a 50 something percent chance of rain, it will say rain to begin in 78 minutes. <gasps> it's like That's so, so exciting. It's so exciting. It makes <laughs> one, like a countdown. One time I was going out on the front porch just to kind of like see what was going on. I think it was maybe like supposed to rain. It was the first time <laughs> I saw that feature. Yeah. I looked down and it was like rain will begin in eight minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm staying right here. <laughs> And I don't know if it's always definitely come true, but the thing for me, I would rather, I would rather you tell me there's a chance of rain. Right. Give me the hope. Right. Right. Rather than, I feel like the iPhone defaults to the sun. Yeah. And I don't even, I use the iPhone for like a minute, their weather. And then when I first got an iPhone, I was like, you suck. And so out of here. And I typically use the weather channel like online and everything else. Then I downloaded their app, which it does do the hour by hour. uh But I feel like I might, I'm not too pleased with how you set like what your home screen weather is. Oh, like I have to scroll through to find my home. I don't like it. So I may have to switch to AccuWeather. I think you need to try the AccuWeather. (laughs) I've been been pleased so far. Um, So anyway, yes, I'm, I'm watching Minute by minute, the weather. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. What about uh, what about some neighborhood news? Yes, What's been going on around the neighborhood? Well, my pool fence went up and oh, I don't yeah. hate it. Good. Awesome. Technical, technically a neighborhood type thing. Mm-hmm. Pool parties will be less stressful with Dash <laughs> there at, you go. And, and the new so little one at our house. wild mm-hmm. in the backyard. I really don't hate it. I feel like it... I mean, it definitely changed the view in our mm-hmm. yard. But and this I, was something that you had to get for your home study yes, for the adoption yes. process. And our agency requires like wrought iron, very specific kind of gate. Cause, so Because there are some uh, pool fences I've seen people get nowadays that are kind of these big mesh mm-hmm, things. And they're removable. Yeah, kind yeah, of no. more see-through, but they require the yeah. wrought iron. So I guess the state is okay with that as long as it meets certain requirements, but our agency, agency has an additional requirement. Mm-hmm. So, But now I'm really kind of glad that they did because mm-hmm we probably would have done the mesh and this just looks classier mm-hmm. it does than like a mesh one and it and looks it, so solid and yeah. like well built yeah it definitely is and i feel like it it kind of like creates these areas in the yard which our yard is kind of already like that like we have the patio under you know right outside the door mm-hmm. and then we have like the other patio with the fireplace mm-hmm. in the corner and then the pool is kind of its mm-hmm. own area so now it kind of creates those mm-hmm. different areas and I was worried about it feeling closed in, like, especially when you were in the pool part, but it really Mm -hmm. doesn't. And so Mm -hmm. I'm actually kind of liking it and looking forward to like putting balloons and streamers on it for, you know, it's another space to decorate or Christmas lights. I was going to say, I don't know how this would work with the gate opening and closing, but what about like little twinkle lights around the top or something? I feel like I can do that. You could just do two separate Mm -hmm. strands on either side of the opening. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really cute. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm actually pleasantly surprised with the pool fence. That's awesome. <laughs> good. Good. What do you got? What else is happening in our neighborhood? Um, okay. I need to, we've talked about this before. I'm still confused. Can we please talk about bulk pickup? 
I'm so confused. Here is, let me, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. So last month sometime when Chris and I were doing our big organization cleaning, we did have a couple things to put out for mm-hmm. bulk. And I had seen uh, a lot of neighbors with crap outside <laughs> of their house. Mr. Ladd may have been one of them because he was, we've been cleaning house you, over you there You guys too. were not one of the big offenders though. Like, I mean, just like big piles of stuff. And so I was like, oh, great. Bulk pickup must be. Right. Because you kind of like up. look based on what your neighbors are doing. Yeah. Because honestly, like I have no idea when it is, but just everyone yeah. else knows. And so crap, like yeah appears outside so anyway so we put our stuff out and i was thinking okay i really think it's like the whatever thursday or something that whole week goes by everything's (laughs) still outside and then i feel like maybe it got picked up the next week but but everyone else's stuff had already been out for like at least two weeks they probably okay here's what i know here's what i'm pretty sure i know wait here's the thing i know that in our hoa rules it says something like you know you're not supposed to put your trash can out except for 24 hours ahead of time right so why is it okay to put your old your old mattress out like three weeks ahead of time? no that's not okay but you are supposed to do it okay here's the rule okay as far as i understand it it's the third writing it's the third week of every month but it's the third it's the week of the third monday so if there hasn't been three Mondays yet, it's, do you get what I'm saying? So whatever the third Monday is, it's that week. But what they say is have it out starting on Sunday and it can stay out for the rest of the week because the bulk pickup you don't is know not day. the same guys as your normal garbage guys. So it's not. So they don't come on a day. They come sometime during that during week. During that week. Okay. So it's the week of the third Monday. That is so confusing. I know. So the, the problem is, because so sometimes you're like, oh, this is the third week, but the first week might have started on a, a Tuesday, Tuesday of that month, like Tuesday the 1st. I see. So then technically, it's you know what I'm saying? Yes. But so think of it as a week, not a day. That will the help. Third, the week of the third Monday. Yes. Oh, my god. As far as I understand. I will verify with Mr. Ladd <laughs> because I've asked him like three times, but I'm fairly positive. But then holidays, I believe, throw it off a little bit uh-huh. too. Although I... I feel like maybe not as much with the regular garbage because they there's you know they have a full week so they can right. come at a different time. Yeah. That must have been what it what happened last month because it just I feel like I definitely saw people's bulk stuff out yeah. like all month long and I was just like this is not okay. Why yeah. are we just allowed to have trash? And I do think outside. people get like lackadays club on it. Like, oh, it'll get picked up eventually. Right. right. But exactly. I think just that's put part it out. of the confusion is it's maybe the third week, but not the third Monday. I got gotcha. This like seemed to be such a weird month. Like it seemed like everyone had bulk pickup. Like yeah. there, w- there was a lot. And I was I like, there was a lot. what is everyone doing? Like, is everyone <laughs> renovating? Like, <laughs> this, this minimalist re- revolution on <laughs> no, the block. Maybe so. Um, okay. The other, the last thing I have, and this was something actually, I didn't get a chance to check on the status today, but yesterday um, in our other next door neighbor's yard where dead bush guy formerly yeah formerly uh, formerly, formerly dead known bush. as dead bush guy <laughs> there was this like just antique chair sitting out sort of like hmm. it would be like on the curb for someone like just free or like for bulk pickup right. but it was like in his gravel oh it was just kind of weird like like can i take that yeah it was like a really <laughs> weird placement like not yeah not quite on the sidewalk right. like hey this is for anyone yeah but then like why is it in his lawn and also like i said like we don't see this guy a whole lot and it, he just like doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would have 
antique chairs or I've never right. really seen him put anything else out. Well, then later that afternoon, it was across the street next to the mailbox. <gasps> That's a little bit creepy, <laughs> actually. Weird. I feel like it creeps me out. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure of the status and I'm not sure where it is now. That is so funny. We It'll just keep like outside. showing up in people's yards. Oh, I hope not. That reminds me, there's a creepy story on Hollywood oh, Housewife. This is going to make me scared. No, but it's it's like <laughs> along this. Scared. It's like she's saying this inexplicably creeped me out and I don't really know why. Okay. But it's like a story from her like high school years and it's okay. similar with furniture appearing in front yards. Ooh, I don't like it. I, well, I'm going to link to it. You don't have to read it. <laughs> Okay, good. See, I didn't really think it was creepy. Like, oh, like, I didn't it. think now it I'm was creepy out. until you said it. And now, if it's out there by the mailbox, I'm going to be like, Ugh. I think it wouldn't be if it wasn't antique. Like, if it was just a lazy boy. <laughs> right. Something about creepy. it being antique that's yeah. like old. Ghosty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry to do that to you. Oh, no. <laughs> I do have one more piece of potentially good news. Oh, okay. Mr. Ladd is on the HOA board. Yes. And he said that they there was serious discussion this last time about doing something about the feral cat situation. Oh, really? So I guess they're looking at there's a lot of programs where you can humanely capture them and then take them take to them get, to like, get spayed fixed and, and then bring them back, right? Or release them elsewhere or whatever, right? Right. And then there is something that he was even looking into where you can like rent out your feral cats to <laughs> farmers. Oh, yeah. And they like. I don't know how I don't know how the logistics work. <laughs> it seems like a strange like cat trafficking situation. <laughs> but you you know, you just have them there for a certain amount of time and they have the okay, room. I have a question. I have a question about this. <laughs> okay, because you know how if people have outdoor cats <laughs> Like, what if they get mixed in with the feral cats and suddenly they're getting I like know. shipped off to someone's farm to <laughs> like my eat cat. mice? <laughs> I mean, I guess they'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just went on an awesome farm yeah, vacation. I guess. Like, you can't just... I don't know. Is it really, like, technically legal to have an outdoor cat that you just let, like roam mm. around the neighborhood i mean we definitely had them when i was growing up but we also lived on a dead-end street yeah on, like three acres yeah so i feel like they kind it of was like blurred the line between like, around. farm cat outdoor <laughs> cat yeah yeah rural cat <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i'm not sure i don't i don't think it's illegal to have an outdoor cat i know okay. that um i know that they can cause problems in terms yeah. of not just you know like being a nuisance but they you know like eat birds and right you know right aren't good for the wildlife but, but i guess they were saying too they don't want to do too much with them because they are good they really are good for keeping like scorpions and other things down oh, like they? other bugs and oh larger i see you know mice that kind of I thing i gotcha so I other, so other people we were have, complaining though yes it's an issue like oh. people were complaining because I guess they've had issues with the playground, like there being tons oh. of cat poo, which is like a situation that used in to the be, sand. That used to be a big issue with Drew, our dog. Yeah, he loved to yes, consume said cat poo. It became, we would love to take him to the park and just let him roam around, mm -hmm. but it became a thing where he would just make a beeline for the sandbox and spend the whole time looking for <laughs> cat poo. And Chris and I were just He's standing like there. hunting around <laughs> for it. Like, we don't like this. We yeah. brought you here to run around and yeah. be a dog. Well, I guess you're still being a dog, but this is not enjoyable for us. So I guess it's this catch 22, gotcha. no pun intended, I gotcha. between you want to keep the cats kind of, but you don't want them to just get out of control. Gotcha. And so they're looking into some sort of capture and fix or capture and farm. Cat, cat trafficking. <laughs> 
Well, you let us know what happens. I will. I will. But it, it did make me feel a little better that someone has noticed the problem. <laughs> I am glad. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's all we have for tonight. So thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear about your favorite school supplies mm-hmm. and if you're as weird about them as we are. Yes. Um, and if you still get excited for back to school, even if you aren't in school, let us know on Twitter. We're Hi Girls Next Door. Send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com or leave a comment on our blog, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. That phrase cat trafficking just got me. I was like, that's like, <laughs> cat that makes, trafficking. It makes me laugh. <laughs>